your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Thursday, July 22nd edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from pantherparkway.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. You can follow the national show Locked on NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. Where will we be breaking down this past expansion draft, the upcoming NHL entry draft, and all of free agency. And today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So Florida Panther fans, hockey fans, we just completed our 2021 expansion draft, welcoming in the Seattle Kraken. They officially have a roster a pick from each of the 30 teams with the exception of Vegas, who were exempt from the expansion draft this time around. And here to join me on today's episode of Locked on Panthers to break down this expansion draft is he is from the five reasons sports network, a previous guest of this show, my buddy of mine, Alex Bumgartner. Alex, how are you, dude? As always, pleasure to be on this show um finally there's not a panthers loss because the last two times i've been on this show the panthers lost um yeah i'm good and you know what the panthers kind of won tonight uh obviously this is the first time i've been on this show where the panthers actually came away with a w a small w but a w nonetheless so i'm excited i'm excited as well and just leading up to this it it just was not going to be the same situation at at least right now based on the moves and any trades that might or might not happen tomorrow with the announce with rosters not freezing being unfrozen excuse me at 1 p.m on thursday so as of right now as of this recording the florida panthers are safe the florida panthers are not in the same situation that they were four years ago with the vegas golden knights and We mentally prepared for this because of the reports that were coming out on Saturday by Pierre LeBron and just two days ago by Elliot Friedman on the contract terms of Chris Drieger. Chris Drieger did end up being the pick for those listening who did not end up watching the expansion draft live on ESPN2 today today in in the U.S. It was on it was on Sportsnet. It was on Sportsnet one, which is a premium Sportsnet account uh, package. So I didn't have it. So I I wasn't actually watching the expansion draft. I was on Twitter the whole time. So, yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. It's okay. It's Uh, okay. I'll I'll watch the replay on YouTube. I heard Marshawn Lynch did a good job. (laughs) Speaking of speaking of Marshawn Lynch, Marshawn Lynch is awesome. 
one of the coolest moments I've seen Marshawn Lynch was when after he retired, he was he went to Cal back to Cal and he was like on a golf cart with his mom, just driving up the field, just vibing. And my girlfriend and I, we send each other a a picture, a meme of Marshawn Lynch saying yeah every from a past press conference of avoiding questions and just saying yeah every single time. So when I say yeah to something, I send her that can, picture. Can I just say to get someone whose press conferences are legendary for the fact that he didn't want to be there to come and do this. And also mm-hmm. credit to him to, to be able to pronounce yarn crook. Cause I can't do it. Yes. And I watch yeah. hockey every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And credit, credit, credit to Marshawn Lynch. And he, he wasn't there. I I'm sure he wasn't there. So he wouldn't get fined. So let's let's let, I don't, I don't think that was the situation. He looked happy to be there, but speaking of the expansion draft, I'm going to tell you the truth, man. When it when it comes to the announcement of players, of where they were going, it, it was underwhelming, uh, I will say. And a lot of that had to do with, it. it it's simple, it, the leaks. That's really what it came down to. And I know, and I understand, and I respect that it's a reporter's job that once they get information that it's their job, and that's the age of Twitter. And that's also where I had to check myself too, that this is what they do and that's is what they're paid to do to report certain picks but when all of them were coming at out at the same time it was a little underwhelming and i'm not gonna lie i i had i tried to have so much willpower of not refreshing my feed on purpose just so i could try to be surprised yeah um i after the first like five got leaked i'm like all right so the whole draft is gonna be leaked by the time the expansion draft starts so I can't hide from it. I have people texting me like, oh, this is happening. This is happening. I'm in a group chat with like everyone from my personal website, hockey chat. They're like, this guy's here. Alexiak signed here. Drieger signed for this. I'm like, well, the expansion draft, I don't have to watch it now because I know everything that happened. And there's still a trade, a roster freeze. So we can't trade any players until tomorrow. So um, it, it was definitely underwhelming. I know the NHL wanted to put on a big show, but like you said, it's a reporter's job to report when they get information from their sources. And say Friedman or Sarah Velli, who was doing a really good job today, didn't report what their source did, then the next person is because LeBron would have said something or Friedman would have said something. So you got to one up the other guy. You got to flex exactly. your willpower. I hey, if someone told me um, Vince Dunn was the pick before anyone else knew, I would have tweeted it. No yeah. question about it. And- and it, there's it, there's internal competition too when it comes to like getting that information out and it's like oh I gotta get it first but also also you gotta get it right but <laughs> the the and also this I know I know you weren't able to watch the U.S. broadcast but there was a Kevin Weeks went to different locations to announce picks but. I was thinking one one of two things. Either A, he was getting police escorted every single place that he was going to, or B, it was pre-recorded before the fact. So it was really hard to tell for me what was really going on on that. Well, broadcast. correct me if I'm wrong. You saw that leaked um, footage where they were in the fish market yesterday and they said Kerfoot was the pick and then they said McCann was the pick for Toronto. I didn't get a good look to who it was, but that was obviously pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. unless they were just practicing very good chance it was pre-recorded considering 
we knew six hours before the draft started who was going where. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, if Kevin Weeks was bouncing around Seattle like that, credit to him. Yeah, I, I, I really have a hard time believing that that was the actual case of him going uh, from one place to another. And speaking of, you you're, you just mentioned Jared McCann, former Florida Panther, Jared McCann. Who, um, I, I actually like what the Toronto Maple Leafs did with that trade for, for Jared McCann because at first I was thinking, why are they trading Jared McCann in order in in order to not protect him but I, of the host of Locked on Leafs Mike DiStefano he described it as oh they're trying to protect another player so in in reality what they really lost is one of the prospects in their in a, in a trade to Pittsburgh so so in, they sat they sacrificed um Jared McCann in that trade to protect another player I forget which one it was, it was they, they I think they gave up Hollander and a seventh round pick and um, I live in Toronto. People are clowning Dubis a little bit. Um, that was good asset management in a, in a sense where you have to need, you're going to protect Nylander, Tavares, Matthews, Marner, like the big boys are protected, right? Yes. You need to have a third line center and you couldn't protect Kerfoot because you needed to protect Hole, Justin Hole on the back end. So, Pittsburgh already knew Seattle was going to take McCann if they left him exposed. So Pittsburgh gave up McCann for a prospect and a seventh round pick, right? So it's basically a prospect and, um, you know, throwing a dart at a board for the seventh round pick. Toronto was going to live with losing Kerfoot or losing McCann. They're both third line centers who could play those type of role. They're not necessarily game changers, and the Toronto front office is like, we can live with losing Kerfoot. We can also live with not having McCann services and keeping Kerfoot. So it makes it, it makes sense what they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Kerfoot is 26 years old and making 3.5. That's, that's manageable for what they have on their roster. But let's also go to another Canadian team, just a little East of Toronto. Something that I kind of saw coming was that Seattle did not end up t- taking Carey Price. And what were your thoughts on the on the reports of Carey Price's injuries uh, being reported? Oh, I thought it was a smokescreen. It was definitely a smokescreen. I brought it up today on my uh, website, the Intermission Sports. I said, he's definitely injured. There's no question about it. Yes, yes, correct. But the timing it came out where they wave him, he, he waves the no movement clause, he said, so Jake Allen would have been picked, right? Jake mm-hmm. Allen would have been picked. Um, Carey Price, there were at least what I was told was he wasn't going to be ready for the start of the season. We need Jake Allen. That's what I've been told. I, I didn't, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true. Then he has to go see a doctor in New York, all within the same week. So he waves the no movement clause. Keep in mind, this is the goalie that single-handedly carried his team to the Stanley Cup Finals. By no means whatsoever is that $11 million going to scare a team when he when, when Carey Price could do what he did in the playoffs. Now, mm. if the knee injury comes up and the report that he won't be able to play at the beginning of the season comes up, and Carey Price necessarily didn't have a great regular season by any means, right? Mm-hmm. 
he, he turned into his former self in the playoffs. I wasn't surprised Seattle didn't take him. I was also kind of not surprised that the reports were coming out at that time of the injury. Very mm-hmm. necess- very well could have been a smokescreen. And it worked out in Montreal's favor. Obviously, they lost Fleury, um, who is a, a young defenseman. But uh, they have to live with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they also got uh, they also got his brother. Uh, yeah, so Hayden, Hayden and Kale from- both are Seattle yeah. Kraken members. So former former Carolina Hurricane Hayden Flurry traded to the Ducks er- earlier. I, I have and- to say Hayden Flurry has been shipped around a little bit too much for the for the guy with the talent he has, and I hope he thrives in Seattle because I was very surprised when um Carolina got him for that or traded him for that cheap. He was drafted seventh overall. Yeah, he was. Yeah, seventh overall pick in 2014. Yeah, same 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 uh, draft as Ekblad's and Sam Bennett. So yeah, it, for 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 a top pick like that to be bounced around like that, it's kind of it's kind of scary. And you you hope that someone like Hayden Flurry finds finds his groove uh, once once he he play, he gets to Seattle. And also. When when it when it comes to the when when it comes to the asset management and also uh, teams that put themselves in a better position, I also think of I also think of a team like the New York Islanders, who before the the expansion draft happened, they had barely any cap space. They make a few trades. They trade Andrew Ladd to the Arizona Coyotes, who is making four point three million next next year. They get um, the Seattle Kraken get uh eberly who i'm looking at his contract right now jordan eberly he is 5.5 million you get that contract and of three years off the books and right now the new york islanders they went from about like i think like three to four million to 17 at this moment in time yeah um jordan eberly's a tough loss for me because i still think he's a really good nhl player but um, yeah, the the Islanders. I don't know what to, to say about them because they they lost in the conference finals two straight seasons, right? And um, you know, you lose a guy like Jordan Eberle. I saw some trade rumors with Anthony Beauvillier. Lou Lamorello knows what he's doing. He got GM of the year. He two years in a row. Two years in a row. He was he can make deals at the deadline, which is what he did. I don't necessarily know what's going on in the system for the Islanders. I thought Kiefer Bellows might have been taken. And, uh, you know, they went with Jordan Everly. And Jordan Everly is going to be a very good player in Seattle. He's been a good player in New York. He was good in Edmonton. Um, I hope he kind of has like a Marcia So kind of impact with mm. Seattle. So um yeah to add on to your point what what do you think about the Islanders situation and what they because they they have 17 million in cap space it looks like um with cap friendly it looks like I think it's 17 million unless I'm wrong mm-hmm. it's it's 17.6 yeah, at the moment yeah and I think I think with how Lou Lamorello is able to to work around the cap uh just being and when, I mean, he's won it two years in a row. And with them being in the conference finals two years in a row, one time losing in six and the other in seven, just one game away from the Stanley Cup final. I think I think Lou Lamorello is going to be able to get some one-year deals out of s- certain players and just say, hey, 
we we want to we want to win a championship where we're this close you've seen the success and and it's going to convince players to come to long island long island is an, an extremely appealing place to go to now and let's not forget they're opening up they got a new arena in belmont park i've never been to belmont park but I mean, I don't want, I'm not really a horse racing guy, but I know that's the location of the, the Belmont Stakes. It's definitely so. a nice, nice area. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC slash MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news. Sign up for bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code Locked On. Yeah, you lose to Tampa two years in a row, and Tampa's not going to be the same team next year, at least on paper, right? Mm-hmm. They already lost Barkley Goodrow. Um, we're going to get into this, but obviously Yanni Gord's a big, big loss for them. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if Alex Kalorn's going to be back. They have some cap juggling to do because, unfortunately for the Lightning, um, their two non-roster LTIR contracts, I believe, are up this season. So they can't use that because I know they traded for um, some inactive players and it was um, Anders Nilsson. It was Nilsson. And I think was the other one Gabrick. Uh, I don't I'm Well, Now sure. it's not on cap friendly, but yeah, it's not showing, but, but, uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I kind of joked on Twitter today saying that the, the Tampa Bay Lightning are officially under the cap now with uh, losing Yanni Gordon. I posted a GIF uh, with Elf saying you did it from the world's best cup of coffee <laughs> scene. So, so yeah, it just poking a little, little fun there, but I, I believe if I'm not mistaken, that uh, Tampa Bay went eight one yep. in their expansion protection. They, list they because... protected four defensemen, mm-hmm. which left Chernak, Sergachev, McDonough, and not McDonough. It was yeah. McDonough was on. It was Chernak, Sergeyev, McDonough, and Hedman. Okay, yeah, and they got a lot of money tied with McDonough and Hedman, of course, of course. But yeah, um, and also they're they're gonna lose. They're probably gonna lose David Savard on the open market. Yes. Um, they have one point five projected caps, one point five million projected cap space right now. Blake Coleman's not signed. Uh. Colton Ross or Ross Colton, excuse me, is an RFA, so he's gonna need a contract. Uh, Bure, Alex Bure Boulet, who was pretty good against the Panthers um, mm. throughout the he's season, too. is an RFA. And um, there's a couple other defensemen that are UFAs and RFAs. So, and they have to sign a backup goalie. They're they're they need to move some players because they're they only have 1.5 million of available cap space right now. And I don't know how much the cap's going to go up, if anything, again. So Tampa is not going to be the same team. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. But hey, Julian Brisewell, he's he's found a way. He's found a way uh, the last two seasons. So 
that that's definitely that I have a hard time writing them off. I, I, I can't really write do. them off. Two time Stanley Cup champion, multiple Stanley Cup mm-hmm. finalists, and you still got Kucherov, you still got Stamkos, you still got Sergachev, you still got Hedman, you know, Bashaleski. You still got those guys. Mm-hmm. You so just looking at the expansion roster right now, only two players are over the age of 30. Yeah. On this roster, it's Jordan Eberle and Mark Giordano, a longtime Calgary Flame. So it, it's nuts. And you know what else? Um, that Ron Francis, Ron Francis actually played this well, at least as as of this recording. There's still plenty of things to be announced tomorrow. Only four players are under contract after the 23-24 season. Those are Yanni Gord, Brandon Tenev, Adam Larson. And Adam Larson and Jamie Alexiak. So the, the the way he the way he got the cap on. I mean, you're starting from scratch. So I mean, you have an opportunity to to get some get some contracts that are expiring in the next few years, and even build this even further. And I had a conversation with the host of Locked On Kraken. Uh, Erica Ayala, and she was telling me how they want to have some flexibility for the future and develop. So I don't, I really have a hard time believing that this is a Vegas Golden Knight situation all over again. Yeah. So right now they have 28 million in projected 28, 29 million in projected cap space. Um, After we see these assets that they're going to receive for taking Mm -hmm. players that keep them this low under the cap. And also after we see some of these players get flipped, because um, there's probably a team or two that are going to want to, get some of these players that Seattle is not necessarily going to need next season. They're going to have a good amount of cap space in free agency. They're also going to have a lot of draft picks, a lot of Mm. draft picks, a lot of possibly prospects. We saw it with Vegas 2017 drafts. I believe they had three first round picks that turned into Cody glass, Eric Branstrom and Nick Suzuki. Nick Suzuki. None of them are on that team anymore. Nick Suzuki is easily the best player from that list. Who's, easily going to be a number one center in this in this national hockey league but um vegas turned ass vegas took what they could got assets flipped those assets for nhl roster players like max patcheretti like mark stone like those two guys i just mentioned suzuki and bransom were flipped for their captain and a former captain Mm -hmm. and speaking of captain i don't have i have a hard time believing that if you were to choose a captain, I mean, they didn't have a cap. Vegas didn't have a captain until last season. Mark well, I, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say Mark Giordano should be the captain if they go a captain, right? Yeah. But, but I don't think they're going to go a captain because very rarely do you see a team lose a captain or not even have a captain and then go in to get a captain right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but if, if, I think it, it, it would be Giordano. Because There's no it's one else that should be the captain if it's not Mark mm-hmm. Giordano. Mm-hmm. And I also think about this. Some of the players that they got uh, in the expansion draft, uh, although although questionable, especially, especially from, especially from uh, the California teams of LA and San Jose, yeah. we're, we're also probably going to see some of these players probably in AHL Charlotte because – the Panthers and the Kraken are going to be sharing an affiliate this year, which I'm not too pleased about because I, I want the Panthers players to be more evaluated, like as, as one affiliate, not 
not multiple for two years in a row. So I think they're kind of on the on the losing end of when it comes to the AHL. But you also have an opportunity for the Kraken to see like what they got while they're create while they obtain their affiliate in the next few years. Well, what I'm hoping for is obviously they're sharing an affiliate. We don't know the side deals that are luckily we don't know any of the side deals yet. But maybe they took Chris Drieger because they're sharing an affiliate. You're doing them a favor, maybe. Instead of having mm-hmm. to throw in a Vitrano or like a, a pick or something, maybe. Who knows? That's just this is all just speculation I'm throwing out there. But um yeah, you're gonna see some of these players playing with Panthers players, probably with guys like Heponiemi, maybe Dennis Sanko gets another shot in the AHL before he gets called up to the to the NHL again. Um, you're gonna see some Panthers players playing with some of these guys that um some of these lesser known guys, as you just mentioned, from Seattle. And Potentially, some of these guys are going to get in the draft soon. They have the second overall pick. Normally, the second overall pick plays in the NHL, but we saw with Quentin Byfeld last year, he was very he young. Um, two years in a row was the youngest player on Team Canada's World Junior, World Junior Team. Played for the Ontario Reign, and it definitely helped his game. Mm-hmm. So maybe you see it with whoever they take in two days or tomorrow, since it's coming on Thursday. Yeah, and with Seattle being in the situation that they're in with not even knowing what they were we, coming into the league, looking at the West division, the West division is like I, the broadcast, the, the ESPN broadcast said that, and they pointed this out five of the nine top picks in the entry draft are West division teams yeah. this year. <laughs> Yikes. So there's actually a chance that the Seattle Kraken in year one could make the playoffs. Yeah, um, that Pacific division is very interesting looking at it. Like Calgary, uh, I was talking about it with a Flames fan earlier. Calgary doesn't really know which direction they're going in, whether they want to sell, whether they want to add. They lose their captain. They lose Sam Bennett. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau seems like he might be on his way out. There's trade rumors with pretty much everyone in Calgary. Um, you got Edmonton, which you don't really know what's going to happen. Vancouver, after their really good run in the bubble, couldn't make the playoffs last season. It's up for grabs one of those playoff spots. It really is. And we'll see tomorrow or today, whenever those trades come out, exactly what Seattle's getting. It's possible they can make the playoffs. It really is. Because the West Western Conference in general, besides some of the top teams, isn't necessarily going to be the strongest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I, it, it's funny because what what are your thoughts on those uniforms? Because you, those uniforms are awesome. They're beautiful. Um, <laughs> I, I love them. The colorway. I I've been a huge fan of teal. Being a Dolphins fan, living in Miami, um, you know, we we like bright, flashy things. We like teal. Reminds me a lot of the ocean. I like it. I'm fan. I'm a fan of it. The logo is sick too. The the neon stuff. Very nice. We like. Yeah, yeah, I I really like the Seattle Kraken uniform, and they're 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 red. Um, I believe it's renovating the old Key Arena from what uh from when the Seattle SuperSonics uh, yes. used to play, and from the, from what I'm seeing, it's it's really it's now extremely appealing to go to a game there. I mean, Vegas is appealing. I still haven't gone to Vegas for a game. I'm I need to go for a game, and now I think I gotta add Seattle to my bucket list i mean my top three i've said this on the podcast before my top three are new york 
Montreal and Toronto, but shortly behind, I think I need to add uh, Vegas and Seattle. Yeah, I definitely want to make a trip out to Vegas. Seattle is going to be cool too. Maybe go to Vancouver as well. Their first home game is going to be against the Vancouver Canucks. Hopefully, this creates a little bit of a rivalry, obviously, in Canada. Montreal, Toronto, rivals. Edmonton, Calgary, we don't even have to talk about that. We know they're rivals. The Battle of mm-hmm. Alberta. Um, Seattle, Vancouver, very close to each other. Let's hope they get a little rivalry going. And, you know, two teams with some young upcoming players after the draft and stuff it might be a battle for the future, hopefully. Absolutely. And with, with how Vancouver's kind of hit and miss right now based on the direction that they're going uh, and Seattle coming into the mix, they're already starting to troll the Vancouver Canucks. And I believe it's like two hours. Uh, it's very close. Difference, uh, difference of a drive. It's funny the 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 Pacific Northwest with the um, outside of hockey when it comes to their market. There's not a lot of teams in general that are close to them. Like the Seattle Seahawks, the closest team to them is the 49ers, and that's like 900 miles. So uh, when the SuperSonics were there, they had the trail the Trailblazers, which is a which is not as far as the the map indicates. So with Seattle with the Kraken in this situation, I feel like for the first time in I mean, I've never been to that city. I don't know that market well, but I feel like for the first time they could have a really true regional rivalry there. So, and um, with going back to the expansion draft, who who would you say is your your biggest surprise of who was picked? Biggest surprise. Just from a standpoint of who it is, I'm going to say Mark Giordano. I'm not surprised he was picked because he was exposed. I'm surprised he's not a Calgary Flame anymore. Norris Trophy winner, captain, went through a lot being in that city, put his put the city on his back, basically. Um, Just an absolute class act of a guy. It's definitely going to be weird not seeing him in a Flames jersey. So mm-hmm. that's definitely surprising. Um, I think the one that was kind of up in the air was St. Louis. And if it was going to be Tarasenko yes. or Dunn, um, I think they made the right move. I think Dunn is, he's only 24 years old. Um, you got to give him an RFA contract, whatever, they'll sign him. But he's going to be, if he continues on his path, he's going to be a really good pickup for them. Um, Tarasenko's injury history might have scared them a bit. So I, I think Vince Dunn was, it was a surprising pick in the terms of who will they go. But after it was all said and done, I think it was a good choice. Mm. I think I, Tarasenko is really hard to put your finger on because I, I mentioned this on, on the show. I, I said that before two years ago, before the Stanley, um, the, un, until the year that they won the Stanley Cup, the durability issues weren't there for, for Tarasenko. But is it? really of what Tarasenko's health is, or is it really that makes misdiagnosis? And I'm more inclined to believe the player because of the trust. And, but also, I mean, we don't know how his body feels. Uh, we, we only, we know how our body feels. He might feel that he's good enough to play and he's not hurt, but the medical staff might be holding them well, back. It also could be nothing about injury history. Looking at this draft, most of the big names, big names, were defensemen. Giordano, Alexiak, Adam Larson. Um, you know, they got the Flurry brothers, Vince Dunn. 
Looking at the forwards, Yanni Gord, Jordan Everly, Jared McCann, Brandon Tan. You know, it looks like it's more of a defense-heavy expansion draft in terms of the guys that they selected before the additional side deals come into play, which makes me probably think they're going to take a Matthew Bernier in the draft second overall for mm-hmm. Michigan. Yeah, and yeah, and definitely, uh, definitely, that's a good that's a good thing to consider and. Speaking of, you mentioned uh, Jamie Alexiak, and that is, Jamie Alexiak is a player that me and the other Panther Parkway guys have been talking about a little bit. And for the listeners, the people listening, uh, if you if you guys want to hear more Florida Panthers content, along with Alex's work at Five Reasons, uh, subscribe to Panther Parkway with Tom McLean and Jake Winans. Uh, th- they are part of Panther Parkway. Locked on Panthers is an extension of Panther Parkway. But going back to Jamie Alexiak, I think it's a little bit of a bummer from a Panthers perspective because the Panthers, going back to – because this is Panther-centric as well. I know we're talking about the NHL landscape. Jamie Alexiak is huge. Jamie Alexiak is, can hit. J- Jamie Alexiak I, – I, I wanted I – wanted, and, and the Florida Panthers, they were just out-muscled in that series by Tampa Bay. And what they needed to bring in – in free agency was players who will not be bullied, especially in front of the net. And Jamie Alexiak is definitely a, a kind of a bummer uh, that he, he signed with the Seattle Kraken. He was a UFA. So they got, they got his UFA rights for that one. Um, talking about the Panthers. <clears throat> um, there's a lot of UFA defensemen available. <clears throat> I've been looking at Dougie Hamilton He's gonna mm-hmm. cost a good amount. I don't know if they want to go that route. I looking at uh, looking at what Bill Zito has done. Mm-hmm. If I was betting money, Dougie Hamilton is listening to the open market. I don't think he comes to Florida. I I, I agree, uh, and they're gonna do the sign and trade route more than likely. So it's gonna be an eight year term. So yeah, he, what, what he's gonna, gonna get his what money. It's gonna be the decline. You and and after looking at some of the Dale Talon deals with def- like none of the defense means he's ever signed were as good as Dougie Hamilton, but looking at the Strawman deal, I know that the Tom Rowe Dale Talon era, you got the, the Yandel deal. I would probably look maybe, you know, you don't know, maybe, um, you know, there's a lot of guys that got bought out. Ryan Suter, Alex Edler is not on the Vancouver Canucks anymore. Those are guys that aren't, as good as Dougie Hamilton, but they're going to be a lot cheaper and they're not going to want eight years. And I think, I think the Panthers are looking at these bridge deals. So they're, if if they're bringing in another defenseman, say Brandon Montour is not brought back. um, They're going to need someone else. They're probably going to have to look that way. You know, a a couple of years, maybe three, 4 million for a player. Ryan Murray's a UFA. I don't know. It's, it's very weird. I don't want to sign Alec Martinez to a big contract. Alec Martinez, even though he's a really good defenseman, he's also 34 years old. And he's probably going to get a decent amount. I don't, mm. it, it kind of gives me like Strawman vibes where I don't want to give a guy that much money. At, at his age. At uh, his age, yeah. I, I, like, I like the veteran presence, a two-time Stanley Cup champion with the sure. LA Kings. Uh, that, I... And and you, we also got to consider. Uh, you mentioned bridge deals, and also I think about like the possibly the three four million range because 
Yandel's contract is still on the books for next year. So yeah. we got to think about post post uh, buyout uh, money for, yeah. for Yandel so, as well. D- Dmitry Kulikov, which is a f- former Florida Panther, is a UFA. Mm. He's 30 years old. He's a big body. And he's not making a lot of money. I wouldn't be opposed to maybe seeing him get a one-year deal again. Um, he, he's, he, he made his money in Florida. He made his money in Winnipeg already. He's not going to get a lot of money on the open market. It, it wouldn't hurt to try him. Kind of like how they went for Nikita Gusev and that didn't really pan out that well. Maybe a little reunion with Dmitry Kulikov. Who knows? Those are just some options. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest price possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control models and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are, are reliably low and are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com You know who else is a free agent? Who? Erica Branson. Mm. <laughs> that that'd be that'd be one that I I would love to bring back a former a former third overall pick from the, from the Panthers. So I, I would I would love I would love I would love to bring him back. There's a lot so. of former Panther defensemen that are UFAs: Petrovic, Gabranson. Um, no thanks on Petrovic. Yeah. <sighs> Vegas yeah. vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of UFA defensemen that are available. Lots of them, and. A lot of them, they're not going to cost a ton of money to bring in. I I wouldn't bet my money on Dougie Hamilton coming here. The the contract terms is what scares me. Yeah, because you honestly. have to remember, you got to re-sign Barkov. You got to have the Verkagi money. Huberto is going to get a lot. Yeah. Um, how, old, how old is uh, Dougie Hamilton? I'm, I'm looking that up right now. He's 28, and if you sign him to an eight-year deal, 34 – I mean, 36, 36, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mental math isn't, isn't the best, but yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm Dougie Hamilton. I, I, that's just one I wouldn't touch. I, sure, I'd look but. at David Savard. 
maybe on a, like a three-year deal maybe yeah 30 years old yeah. takes him to 33 that's not bad at all um mm. a lot of panthers fans aren't big fans of brandon montour i think montour was good offensively and he jumped on the rush a little bit too much but mm. i don't think he's a bad defenseman and if you can get him on a two three-year deal i wouldn't be opposed to it at all not at all mm-hmm it's crazy because when he was originally traded from Anaheim to Buffalo, he was traded for a first round pick. He was a good player and mm-hmm. being buried in Buffalo. Isn't going to help anyone's career the way I that organization is going. He had signs of explosiveness in Florida. That new Devara Montour line looked quite energetic. Mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to bringing him back at all. If you can't land a better defenseman in free agency on a similar contract, assuming Dougie Hamilton wants so much money, you're not even going to look at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and, and there was times where Montour Nudevar was the second pairing. I mean, yeah. Yen, Yen Guda, so a lot was the third uh, defensive pairing. And also speaking of Gudis, there, I, I thought at the beginning of the expansion draft, that it was going to be Gudis That was going to be the pick for Florida. I, I thought I it was going to be Gudis or Achari, honestly, mm-hmm. but looking at the way that Seattle drafted veteran guys weren't really the choice in this draft Mm -hmm. yeah and i was thinking leadership uh a guy who who is tough a guy who's cheap to radical goodness is only making 2.5 he led the nhl in hits he's a physical presence they call him the butcher for a reason Mm -hmm. so and and i'm glad i'm glad i'm glad that he's back because i I see. I I've, I've said this on the show, and I see this as a run it back situation for the Panthers. That I call it unfinished business for, for and for any of the Panther fans uh, and um, that don't follow the show account on Twitter or don't even have Twitter. I, I said this on my personal account. <laughs> both the Miami Heat and the Florida Panthers both lost to the eventual champions. So it's kind of it's kind of a little bit of sick to our stomach a little bit that. What, what if this wasn't the first round series, they, they could have advanced even, even further and made more of it. And I, I think of it, I think of the next season going into next season as kind of unfinished business. Yeah. Um, Ekblad was hurt. Um, you didn't have a goalie that you could rely on in that playoff series. Agreed. What other team used three goalies in a single playoff series ever without any injuries? I can't think of one. And I've watched hockey mm-hmm. for quite a while. You've watched qu- hockey for quite a while. Um, I still don't know exactly the goalie situation because Spencer Knight's still only going to be 20 for the entirety of next season. But it's definitely a running back situation, in my opinion. Once you get Sam Bennett signed, you're going to have pretty much your entire team back without some of the liabilities. I don't think mm-hmm. Strawman's going to be back. Um, even if he's on the team, I don't think he's going to play. Matt Kierstead looked pretty good. And now that Keith mm. Yandel is not there, he's going to get the looks. There, there's no Iron Man streak that they have to worry about anymore either. So I wouldn't be surprised if Matt Kearsett gets some looks instead of maybe Nudavara or Montour if he comes back. Um, mm. there, it's definitely a running back situation. And the Panthers, looking at the Eastern Conference, looking at the Atlantic Division, there's no reason why they shouldn't contend for the first over uh, the, the first place in that division there's really no reason why not i i agree and of course you can't count out boston even though they're older you can't count out boston uh, you can't you can't count out boston Tampa. toronto's regular season <laughs> as far as the regular season but yeah i i agree uh 
if, if this is the team you, you you bring back, like you said, you 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 actually used a very great word, liabilities. They got rid of that, and uh, I I really trust Bill Zito uh, with with what he's doing. You got Forsling, you got Forsling on a uh, team friendly deal. Duclair on a on a team friendly deal. Uh, like you said, Matt Kirstead, who has one more year before he becomes an RFA, uh, and also. And also, you have to you have an opportunity to uh, to extend Barkov as well next off season as well. Florida's uh, going to be a better team next year. Wenberg, mm-hmm. I don't think Wenberg's back unless he really wants, he wants to, to still get paid. He's gonna get paid somewhere, mm-hmm. but if he really likes the no state income tax, if he really likes Florida, I know he just had a kid. Maybe if he wants to stay here, play on the wing or something, take a team friendly deal. Um, Anton Lundell is going to be your third line center. I've watched More this kid likely. the last entirety of the last season, world juniors, world hockey championship. His vision's insane. Um, you can put him on the power play second unit. He's going to do exactly what you need. You know, maybe playing with a Duclair and it, Anton Lundell is going to open this team up a lot more. He's, he plays a lot better than his ages. And we saw it when he's played with against men with men, um, this year in Liga in Finland and at the World Hockey Championships where he l- led the Finnish team in scoring that got a silver medal with an overtime loss to Canada, as we talked about in the last time I was here. This team, and you're going to have Owen Tippett after he really turned it up towards the end of the season. Owen Tippett's going to be confident because he knows he's not going to be in the AHL. He knows he has a spot on this team somewhere in the lineup. Um, the Panthers are going to be better. Mm-hmm. Panthers and Huberto's going to help Tippett's game a lot. Huberto really opened up Tippett's game when he, when mm-hmm. he when it was Huberto, Bennett, and Tippett. I like that line a lot. I would really like Lundell, Duclair, maybe a Marchment, maybe someone else on that third line. I think I talked about it earlier at Five Reasons. I think Denisenko will kind of become a Tippett, where he's playing in the AHL for a little bit. And then towards the end of the season, you're really going to see if Dennis Enkel's still here, which he should be, unless they make a big move. You never know what the Panthers. Mm. He's a really good player too. And he can play in the NHL. So the Panthers a year after the first year of Bill Zito, they're going to have better players next season. They're going to have a hungrier team and they have a team that they know can win. This is the first time this team knows they can win. Cause you took, you were the best series. The Lightning played. I know the I know the Islanders went seven. I think the Panthers were the best series they played. It's going to be a good time for the Panthers in the next season. Mm-hmm. And I think of I think of possible momentum that what uh, uh, we could play the what ifs all we want, yeah. but I think of what if they got to overtime in game one and what that could have done. What if so. what if Ekblad was there? What if Sam Bennett didn't get suspended? Mm-hmm. What if there wasn't a hit? There's just so many what ifs. You can't do anything mm-hmm. about it. You can just look forward to next season. Absolutely. And like I said, unfinished business, there's still a draft. 24th overall, it's technically 23rd because of the Arizona. Arizona. I think they trade the pick. Yeah, I I, I honestly think think they traded the pick. Mm -hmm. I I think maybe it might be to Seattle. Who knows? I don't know. I've been hearing hearing Vetrano's days might be done too on Twitter, Mm -hmm. at least. Nope. Sources. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, listening to some of the players we just named. 
he's expendable. You save a little bit on the cap. It's not a lot. He's on a team-friendly deal. You might be able to go get a defenseman. First-round pick, Vetrano. Maybe you can dump a salary if you want to dump Strawman. Vetrano in the first-round pick. One of those are sweetener. A lot of flexibility going forward. Exciting times are ahead. We got an entry draft. Uh, once again, 24th pick. We got free agency next Wednesday at, at, at noon Eastern. So definitely going going to be a very fun week. Despite no Panthers games for almost two months, there's still plenty of talk talk about. I will be here on Locked on Panthers. Alex will definitely probably get some shows up along with tweeting from his account. And for my listeners, for for if they want to follow you on Twitter and your work, tell the, tell the guys where they can find you. Yeah, as always, you can find me on Twitter at abomgartner91. You can also find me during the season at the fifth line five R Twitter and um, five reasons, YouTube five reasons, sports.com for some of the Panthers articles, but you know, you'll definitely find me on Twitter every day talking about Panthers or something about the NHL. Yep. Uh, And, and, and definitely, even though we don't work for the same uh, uh, online company based on, based on our affiliations, definitely, definitely love sharing your work because honestly, man, I'm cheering for you, brother. It's always a pleasure coming on this show. I like the talk. I like the discussion. I think we both know what we're talking about. So um, it's always it's, it's always <laughs> it's always fun to come on here and talk about the Panthers in the NHL with you. Absolutely. They, they, thanks so much, man. And for the listeners, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast hops into your podcast feed. Make sure to also listen to Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark, where they'll be breaking down the expansion draft, the NHL entry draft, and all of free agency. And when you're done listening to this episode of Locked On Panthers, make sure you listen to today's episode of Locked On Bets. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by our boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by Bet Online. .ag, wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez with Alex Baumgartner, and you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. <laughs>